Welcome back to another episode of Suiting Up Varsity, a podcast dedicated to the sound of the band, the smell of pop, the feel of an old letter jacket, the sight of teenagers hoisting trophies high above their heads, and most of all, to the grand history and fantastic story of Nebraska prep sports. Join us as we look back in time at great moments from a century plus in Nebraska high school athletics. As we return to the podcast for uh, another season this fall, uh, our first episode uh, doesn't really center around an athletic event as much as the effects of school consolidation on the Nebraska athletic scene. So we're going we're gonna to take a look at the consolidation story uh, of one high school, uh, Atkinson High School in Holt County, and, and how it became West Holt High School and kind of the uniqueness of that effort. And we're also going to talk about uh, the nickname story there, which, of course, is a part of athletics in Nebraska, and, uh, and, and the loss Nebraska experienced up there as the uh, shift from Atkinson to West Holt happened. The history of Atkinson High, which begins before 1900 and ends in the spring of 1967, is unique in a a pair of ways that are both centered away from the playing fields, but that can teach us a lot about school consolidation in Nebraska. Number one, the nickname history of Atkinson is very well known. As opposed to the murky beginnings or non-existent stories that back up most high school mascots in the state, we we just don't know where they came from. We don't know if there was another mascot before. We don't know if the colors have always been the colors. Those kind of things just didn't get written down a lot. Uh, But the Atkinson High story involves two nicknames, something that I think is probably true for more schools than we know. In 1928, the students of Atkinson High chose orange and black as their school colors and Bearcats as their mascot. Thirteen years later, on September 16, 1941, the students at that time voted again. With the blessing and the urging of the Alumni Association and numerous community groups to change the school's nickname to the Hay Balers, keeping the orange and black color scheme. A glorious choice indeed, and one with great local flavor. The Hay Festival was one of the brightest spots on the Holt County calendar every year, with its crowning of the Hay Queen and the search for the mysterious Mr. Hay. But I digress, because the question now becomes, how did the Atkinson Hay Balers become the more traditionally mascotted Huskies of West Holt? How did they change from orange and black to blue and gold? Now, the normal answer in Nebraska would be, well, they consolidated with one or more other high schools and they had to start a new identity. Except, that's not the story here. Sure, West Hold is a consolidation that Atkinson joined, but the Haybalers were the only high school that was a part of it. The rest were rural K-8 schools that were mainly already sending their kids to, to Atkinson High, and none of them seems to even have the thinnest high school athletic history buried in their past that might have had different colors or a different mascot. These kids and the students before them had always been Atkinson hay balers. That same group of kids shifted out to West Holt and became Huskies. And in fact, a lot of the teachers shifted with them. Just the whole school changed and they changed the name. Why did the new consolidation not keep the magnificent Hay Baylor name? Lots of other school districts kept the town nickname and colors even though they brought rural K-8s into the fold. What happened in Holt County? 
Well, in early 1965, like many counties throughout the state, Holt County was facing a January 1st, 1966 deadline to reorganize its numerous school districts, most of them K-8, in a more fair and equitable design. The state law created county commissions to sort out the thorny school issues and put the final decision before the voters. The Holt County Reorganization Committee, empowered by the state and I believe uh, appointed by the governor, issued a plan for the county's multiple rural districts to band into two high school districts. The east one centered in O'Neill and the west one centered between Atkinson and Stewart while keeping their autonomous elementary K-8 districts in place. Well, that's not totally true. The state didn't want those K-8 districts to necessarily be autonomous. Uh, but Chambers in the south of the county and Ewing in the north were left out of this plan because uh, those communities had expressed intentions to make alliances across county lines. The rural districts showed great interest in this plan in Holt County. The towns did not. The reorganization committee quickly pivoted and reissued the same plan except for creating donut holes in the western district, leaving Stewart and Atkinson to themselves. That created problems for the town districts. These were not communities the size of Columbus, Hastings, and Grand Island, where the loss of their rural students to a new Class 6 district Class 6 was what the state called high school-only operations that were created to serve multiple K-8 districts as a high school, uh, like Columbus Lakeview, Adams Central, and Grand Island Northwest. In Holt County, that would cost Atkinson, uh, that would cost Atkinson and Stewart way too many students, whereas Columbus, Hastings, and Grand Island, they only lost a small fraction of their students to those rural Class 6s. Rural districts provided over half of the Stewart students every year and nearly two-thirds of Atkinson's. Stewart and Atkinson could not survive under this plan, and I believe the reorganization committee knew this. They were putting pressure on the town schools. Stewart and Atkinson reacted in different ways. Stewart focused on the nearest rural districts that surround it. Eventually, after negotiations and some lawsuits that went nowhere, those districts would break off from the Class 6, which will become what we know as West Holt, and join Stewart, which one will notice still retains its name and mascot today. The Atkinson Town Board tried a different tact. They countered the Reorganization Committee's plan with one of their own a large K-12 district centered in Atkinson in which the rural districts joined the town and trusted in promises that their local schools would be kept open as long as it was feasible. The state board actually liked this type of idea better and was publicly warning reorganization committees about using the class six structure too much. One can only imagine that, that in this alternate reality, the Atkinson Hay Baylor name and colors would have lived on, even if they had changed to become the West Holt Hay Balers. Unsurprisingly, the town plan gained no traction in the rural districts, which were already attracted to the new setup, which gave them a little bit more say in the matter. Rural West Holt had the advantages of numbers. Remember, they provided more high school students than the town 
and of legal, legal precedents. The power the legislature had given the county reorganization committees when it set that January 1st, 1966 deadline. The reorganization committee seems to have just ignored the town proposal and set up an August election to decide the question of forming the rural West Holt High School. The plan called for that high school to be placed between Stewart and Atkinson. The county committee is still hoping to get Stewart involved. That summer, the town district changed its strategy. The superintendent left and the board started drumming up interest in joining the rural district instead of the other way around, which had been their first plan. While Atkinson worked with lawyers to determine just exactly how you could do that, the new district election went on and the new district was created by a 55 to 45 percent vote. Rural West Holt County High School, as it was referred to in the papers, now existed as of August 1965, and a school board was appointed to shepherd it into existence. Now remember, this excluded the town of Atkinson. In theory, this, this meant that the West Holt Huskies and the Atkinson Hay Balers would exist in the same universe. Practically, though, there were not enough students for this to happen. The folks in town, seeing the first battle lost, turned their attention to where that new rural high school would be built. The folks in Atkinson wanted it in their community and argued that their current high school building could serve the new district until a new campus was completed and that their athletic facilities could be used and save the new district money. The folks in Stewart were quiet, at least in the papers, as they seemed to be, to be moving toward their own smaller consolidation that would keep the Stewart name and building. The Atkinson Town District had one problem. Since they were left out of the original plan that now had been voted into existence, they had no legal voice in making the choices. They didn't have a vote or a say in where that school would go because they weren't really part of that district yet. While the town district and its lawyers worked on the steps necessary to join the new consolidation, and I got to tell you, I'm not even sure that state law at the time was crystal clear on how you did that. The Rural West Holt Board appointed a site committee to determine where their new high school would be built. In October of 65, a public meeting was called in, of all places, Stewart, uh, to vote on a variety of possible sites, all of them spread out along Highway 20 between Atkinson and the halfway point to Stewart. So the building was going to be somewhere toward Atkinson, or at worst, halfway to Stewart. The meeting was attended by 889 of the possible 1,209 voters in the new rural district. An amazing turnout. And remember, the people of the Atkinson Town District have no voice. They aren't at this meeting. The result was a landslide. 70% favoring the site just outside of Atkinson. The town had got its way, even though it had no votes. The next step for West Holt was to pay for a new building. A bond issue was set for early December. In parallel, the town district, remember the Atkinson hay balers still exist here, separate from the West Holt Huskies. The town district continued to work on joining the now fast-moving train that was the West Holt district. Their lawyers decided that if they could legally do they could legally do it two ways, either by petition or by a vote at a town meeting. 
they decided, because like I said, I think the law was a little murky, better safe than sorry to do it both ways. But the soonest they could get this done was late December, two weeks after the $696,000 bond issue vote for the new West Holt building was to happen. The Atkinson hay balers were once again moot, uh, mute in discussions that would build the future of the new West Holt Huskies. The stories in the newspaper, the Atkinson Graphic, before that December bond issue election, show that things in West Holt County had gotten a little hot. The paper reminded people that the rural district had already been legally voted into existence and the site had been voted on by the people. The December election was just about paying for it. The rural district reminded its patrons that they would have to provide a high school education next year, no matter what the vote result was. So whether or not they had a building, they had to provide high school education. The election had been scheduled in December so that the building could be ready to provide that education in September of 1966. Now, that seems like a really fast timeline to the modern uh, reader that you could vote in December of 65 and have a building in September of 66. But in the 60s, guys, schools were being built that fast. I think, I, I don't have the dates right in front of me, but Grand Island Northwest, I believe, was officially approved. They didn't have that name yet. The Grand Island Class 6 District was approved, I think, in March of 63. And they opened school in September of 63. And then a couple weeks later, they decided on the name Northwest Huskies. They built the building so fast outside of Grand Island that they didn't even have a name before they were going to school. Okay, so the voting in December was close, about as close as an election can be. Election officials announced that the result would end up hinging on six absentee ballots that had not yet been legally certified. If four of those six were deemed legal and were in favor of the bond issue, then the new high school building would be funded. If not, the bond issue would fail to meet its legal 55% threshold by one-tenth of one percent. There were questions about how both the absentee ballots had been applied for by the voters and how they had been prepared by election officials. It was soon obvious that the new district would not get the quick election result it needed to meet its aggressive September 1966 school opening timeline. In the meantime, the Atkinson Town District, still on the outside looking in, completed one of its legal maneuverings to join the West Holt District. At least as far as anyone could tell, as I said, state law does not seem to have been all buttoned up neatly on such new consolidation issues at the time. They did this by having a district meeting and vote. The merger was approved by a five to one margin. The district would continue the petition process as well, just to be safe. But the key step in the process was for the new West Holt district to vote to accept Atkinson into the fold, which seemed like a done deal because they had already voted to build their new building inside the Atkinson school district. Yes, West Holt voted by a 70 to 30 margin to vote to build its high school on land that was not in its school district at the time. But first, the West Holt district needed to find out the result of its bond issue. Did it actually have the money to build this building? One week after the election, the West Holt board got bad news. All six ballots 
were declared invalid, leaving the district with 468 vote yes votes. It needed 464, um, or more exactly, 463.1, which was 55% of the 842 legal votes cast. A new election was set at the earliest possible date, June 1966, six months later. Even as legal maneuverings to get all or some of those absentee votes declared valid continued. Either way, West Holt High School was not going to be ready with a new building for students in the fall of 66, and that problem would have to be addressed. The first ruling in late 1966 about the questionable ballots did not help. Uh, a judge agreed, at least it didn't help West Holt. A judge agreed with election officials that some of the ballots had been improperly requested and two others were missing the necessary signature of an election official, which should have been signed before the ballot was distributed to the voter. The bond issue remained unapproved. By early February, the new district was in court <laughs> on a couple different fronts. They were defending themselves against a suit from some landowners in the districts next to Stewart that wanted to invalidate the entire West Holt District. Remember that though Stewart, the town, was left out of the West Holt District, the rural schools directly around it were included. Presumably, these landowners wanted to join Stewart, which now seemed on a path to staying independent. That case was thrown out in an existential win for West Holt, keeping the district alive. The district survives. They got a win on the other legal front as well. In mid-February, a court ruled that two of the six ballots, ones where the mistakes were entirely the fault of the election officials and not the voters, should be counted. They were both yes votes, making the count 465 yes votes out of 844 ballots cast, and that was 55.09% and a win for the school building bond. In the meantime, the West Holt District and the Atkinson District met to hash out the merger deals. The petition drive had succeeded as well, and that last legal hurdle was in the past. This relationship was now even more important because West Holt might need to use the Atkinson High Building to conduct school in 1966-67 because of the problems with the bond issue, and those problems were not done. The Atkinson uh, graphic opened its February 25th, 1966 school story with a little bit of snark. Quote, Western Holt County's Class 6 School District Number 25 was free from litigation for almost a week before reporting that both cases, the Stewart Farmers trying to invalidate the district and a suit trying to get those two ballots rethrown out, would proceed on a path likely to reach the Nebraska Supreme Court. In the same paper, they reported that the West Holt Board and the Atkinson Town Board were working on a plan to jointly run the high school in 66-67, though no one was actually sure how that would work legally. By April, the cases did indeed reach the state's highest court, where they would fail again. But the school district's timeline had been blown to smithereens, the West Holt timeline. Well, I should say... Um, uh, attention in Atkinson turned to that. In Stewart, there was a new plan. The boards of the four rural districts closest to Stewart voted to hold elections to re-reorganize and leave the West Holt District to consolidate with Stewart instead. 
How much of this was a function of the new belief in the security of Stuart High? And how much of this was a reaction uh, to the vote to place West Holt in Atkinson instead of halfway between the towns is not clear between the newspaper accounts, though both things seem to have been involved. The original county reorganization committees had okayed the rural Stuart request, though they did it somewhat reluctantly. They had maneuvered to force the hand of Atkinson into joining their plan, but Stuart had slipped away. A vote was scheduled to form a new Stuart Class 6 district, including the town and the four rural districts. In true Holt County, and maybe Nebraska, school consolidation fashion, the vote was first delayed by an injunction, and then when it moved forward, it would succeed in only three of the four rural districts. The fourth elementary district rejected it and stayed with West Holt. In June 1966, the Atkinson board made an offer to West Holt to complete the merger and allow the new district to pay Atkinson Public $26,000 total to lease the AHS building for the 67 school year and begin West Holt history then. Their idea was the, his, the history of West Holt would begin in September 66, albeit inside the walls of the Atkinson High School facility. The West Holt board looked at that offer and said, no, too pricey. They chose instead to delay the merger with Atkinson for a year, delay the opening of their high school for a year, and instead pay out-of-district tuition largely regulated by state law, to educate their rural high school students in the schools they had previously attended, which was almost completely Atkinson High, while building their new Westhold High School to open in September 1967. They figured it would save them about $10,000. So that's what they did. Atkinson High School and its hay balers lived on one more year, Though the school was showing signs of controversy and uncertainty, 16 of Atkinson's 22 teachers that year were new hires. So was the superintendent. There were new coaches in football and basketball. It was just an incredible turnover rate in one year, and I cannot think uh, but think that the vagaries of consolidation paid, played into a lot of personal decisions there. The new teachers even signed contracts designed to allow their employment to be transferred to West Holt District if a last-minute deal was executed. It was not. But by the spring of 1967, the merger had finally been executed. Um, and Atkinson High School graduated its final class of hay balers. In September, the remaining hay balers, the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen, and all of their teachers matriculated to the north side of town and the new West Holt High School and became Huskies wearing blue and gold. And that is the story of how legal, economic, and political wranglings took a set of high school students from one school, along with their teachers and coaches and most of their administrators, and placed them in another high school with no significant additions and subtractions to the student body or really any of the people who made up the high school population and transformed them from orange and black hay balers to blue and gold huskies. And that's the story of how our state nickname game became poorer as a result. That's it. Until next time on Suiting Up Varsity. Follow us on Twitter or Threads where our handle is at SuitUpVarsity. 
or check out our webpage where we talk about our project and share many of the lists we put together. Uh, school songs, gym opening dates, stadiums, uh, and gyms named after Nebraska prep legends, and more. That's at suitingupvarsity.org. If you'd like to support our project, if you like our podcast, if you like the things we do uh, on social media and the pictures we post, you can get access to special extras, pictures, stories, information, uh, see the first draft of our book as we start putting it together for as little as $1. You can do that by going to our Patreon, going to patreon.com slash suitingupvarsity, or there are links on our webpage and ever so often on our Twitter and threads feeds. We hope to hear from you soon. Also, if you like this podcast, take time to share one of our episodes on Twitter or threads or Facebook or Instagram, wherever you're an influencer. Help other Nebraska sports fans find our podcast. This has been Suiting Up Varsity, episode 41, written and produced by me, Greg Mays. Technical and research assistance by my brothers, Trent and Tate Mays. Helpful audio advice and encouragement from my friend, Chris Shukai, and as always, dedicated to Jerry Mack godfather of Nebraska high school sports history and the inspiration for this podcast. Suiting the varsity is the anchor show of the Nebraska Varsity Network. Copyright 2020.